0: Now, the Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070.
1: Thanks for joining us. This is the Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're here every week to talk about your home. Whether you're in, a, in the real estate market or if you're looking for tips on maintenance or smart upgrades for your home, this is the place to be. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, Carrie Augustini, insurance manager for Island Savings, Carrie Smith, home inspector from Inspect Tech, and the team at the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs. These are amazing local professionals and great resources who'd love to hear from you. If you're looking for advice, please do make sure to call the team members here at the Whole Home Show. They'd love to help. You can find their contact information on our page on the CFAX website. Just go to cfax1070.com. Look under shows. There you'll find us, the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. All their contact information is there, or you can always just find me. I'd be happy to introduce you. I've been selling real estate in greater Victoria for over 28 years. I'm one of these born and raised Victorians who's never left here. I love our town and I'm a huge community supporter. In my time, I've helped hundreds of people achieve their goals and dreams in real estate, and I'd be happy to help you too. My hosting job here at CFAX is my fun job, but my real job is helping people like you. So please get in touch with me if you're looking for help for a long-standing, professional, and top-producing real estate agent. You can find me, again, on the CFAX website or through my team's website. It's the Prime Real Estate Team, www.primeteam.ca. Every once in a while, I enjoy taking you, our listeners, on a field trip to experience what other real estate markets are like. Today, I'm taking you to St. Catharines, maybe Crystal Beach, Wasaga Beach, and Bancroft in Ontario. There you'll learn about what their markets are doing and maybe even consider a recreation property or maybe a relocation for yourself or your family. Uh, Let's start our show with our weekly listener question. If you have a question or curiosity about real estate, call our hotline. The number is 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Or again, find us online, cfax1070.com, and we'll discuss it on the air. We'd love to hear your stories or experiences, anything that you want to share with us. We will share it to our listeners. Uh, I had an email this week from Jordan. Jordan says... I made an offer on a house, but the owner isn't giving me a response. Isn't it the law that a seller needs to respond? Why do you think that they aren't? Wow. Uh, Okay, Jordan, Uh, I don't don't have a ton more information here about uh, what your situation is. Of course, there's a few things to know. First of all, uh, are you making an offer to, is it a private seller? Is someone selling by owner or uh, are you dealing with real estate agents? Your question to me here, though, uh, you're saying, isn't it the law that the seller needs to respond? Uh, It's not really, actually. So if someone has their house for sale and you're interested in it, uh, again, I don't know enough of the story. I don't know what your numbers are. Sometimes what happens is a buyer comes in with an offer that is low enough that a seller might just say, You know, thanks for the offer, but no thank you. We are so far apart. The chasm is so wide that there's no point in even responding. You see, sometimes sellers take on the position of, well, if I was to counter this lowball offer, it will give that buyer the hope that maybe we would be able to put something together. But, you know, if you're—I'm just throwing these numbers out here. If you're $100,000 apart, if you're $200,000 apart, um, you know, there's a couple things to consider. Uh, I'm thinking—I'm putting on my hat right now as a seller's agent because every once in a while a buyer and their agent will come by and say, here's our offer, it's $100,000 lower because that's what the buyer is qualified up to. Well, i got to tell you, my answer as a seller's agent is usually— Okay, well, if that's all you can afford, then why are you looking at houses in this price range? You should really be looking at houses within your own price range and negotiating within that range. Because otherwise, it kind of it feels like and it looks like you want to get a million-dollar house for eight hundred and fifty thousand or nine hundred thousand dollars. And as much as that would be cool, that would be great. The reality is the market is the market because even right now it's not white hot anymore, but sellers know that all they need to do is wait. They wait a little bit longer. Around the corner could be that other buyer who's willing to pay them the price and the the money that they want. Now that's my seller's hat. How about if I was your agent, if I was a buyer's agent and sometimes we look at a house and go, you know, that seller is wanting just a little bit too much money. Uh, You know, in reverse, we'd say, okay, we look at all the research, we figure it's a $900,000 house, this seller wants a million dollars. They're being way too overly optimistic. So sometimes, yeah, you put in that offer of 850 or 875 because that's realistic. But you know what happens sometimes? The seller might just have that continued unrealistic expectation of the value of their home. Uh, timing is part of this too, because what happens in cases like this is, if you're making that offer when the listing is very new, the seller remains really bullish about their about their listing. They go, you know, we're still brand new to the market, uh, we haven't had a lot of showings yet. Uh, we feel that we're going to get a million dollars right off the bat. Isn't the time? I'll tell you when the right time to consider a lower offer is, and that is when the property's been on the market for three months, four months six months. It's been on for a long, long time. Sometimes that is just a great way for the seller to understand that the market is not supporting their price point. And uh, they would either consider a lower offer or they might just come to understand that what they're asking is just too much and just unrealistic. You know, the main thing though is for you, um, Jordan, you need to make sure that you have a, a professional on your side. This is where representation comes in. Have your own buyer agent because that buyer agent will be able to say to you, you know what, this price is realistic. Or they should also be able to tell you, you know, Jordan, what you're offering is is a low ball. You're not going to get a response. Uh, Getting back to your question about the law, it it is not the law. Sellers don't need to respond. Uh, There is a rule with the real estate community that says that any offer that is submitted has to be presented to the seller but that does not say that the seller has to respond. Because sellers have three options for you. The first one is to accept your offer outright. The second one is to counter it with amendments or changes. And the third one is to outright reject it. So they, they're they within their rights to do so. And basically what you're telling me here is that your offer has been uh, rejected. Uh, we have in our studio right now a uh, guest and a friend of mine visiting from Bancroft, Ontario. She's been listening to uh, this whole segment here. Uh, this is Cheryl Easton from uh, Street City Real Estate in Bancroft. How are you?
2: I'm good, thanks. Thanks you, so much for having. You're me You're enjoying here. your
1: Victoria trip?
2: I am. I just I'm in the studio, coming right off of the the whale boat, the whale watching <laughs> I boat. I picked you up. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Like I uh, I I'm uh, I look like see. I, I, I feel like I'm covered with sea spray. Okay. Well, this is how we
1: live in Victoria. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's great, it's yeah. wonderful.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, you're listening to this because uh, our rules are very similar, whether it's British Columbia or Ontario. We're going to talk more about your background a bit because you are the incoming president of your real estate board. I am. Right, president elect. Um, so, you know, what about Jordan's story? You know, Jordan says he, he wants to know if, if it's the law.
2: Well, as you suggested, we need a lot we need quite a bit more information We don't know if Jordan has submitted this offer um, privately if he's done it through an agent yeah. um, you know there's so many different variables at, at play here but uh, in Ontario it's the same as, as here in that the seller does not have to respond. Right. Now, I always encourage a seller to respond if I'm representing a listing because we don't want to alienate yeah. a potential buyer. So it's always good to respond in some way. Yeah,
1: and the response might be a full price counter offer.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, or, or it might come with the suggestion that you know, thank you for your offer, but at this time, you know, we're just not interested. And then the, the game goes back to the buyer to make a decision at that point in time. Okay, do I want to offer more or what what I like to do.
1: Well, you know, the main thing is for for us in the real estate industry, that's our job as part of the whole stick of the negotiation.
2: Yes, absolutely. Maintain communication and keep that communication open until there is no other recourse in that deal. If the deal dies, well, then it's died based on both parties knowing exactly what's going on.
1: Yeah, and I, I think it's also an important thing uh, to let listeners and Jordan know that just because an offer comes in doesn't mean it's going to work out. Because how many times do we see offer attempts that don't co- that don't come together, right?
2: Oh goodness, it's uh, that would be the norm. If I could count on, I I don't know that I can count on my hands how many offers I've had where yeah. the first shot out of the out of the gate has been accepted. Yeah. Um, no, it usually takes a little bit of back and forth and communicating back and forth between the parties for something to come together that is agreeable yeah. to both.
1: And you know, I've I've mentioned the listeners many times before. So I've I've probably personally handled around two thousand five hundred transactions in my career. But that's not to say that's how many times I've, I've written offers. There will be hundreds of other unsuccessful offers. And it's just the nature of, of the business, right?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. It, yeah, It's never a, a set thing going out of the gate just because you're presenting an offer that it's going to be accepted.
1: Yeah. Well, listen, uh, first of all, Jordan, thanks for your message. Uh, and for anyone else, if you've got a question, curiosity, or a story to share with us, call us, 250-414-6540. Cheryl Easton from Bancroft, don't go anywhere because we're going to be talking to you in a couple minutes. We're going to take a quick break. But but before, uh, after the break, we'll be visiting Saint Catharines, Ontario. Back in just a moment. Now,
0: the Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX
1: 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to the Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe, taking you for a trip this week to certain areas in Ontario. In a moment, we'll be visiting Wasaga Beach, uh, and after that, we'll be talking with our colleague uh, who's in the studio right now. Uh, Cheryl Easton from Bancroft, Ontario. But right now on the phone, we have with us longtime friend of mine and top agent in the St. Catharines area, Jerry Hendricks. Jerry, how are you?
0: Fantastic, Tony. Great to be able to have the opportunity to speak with you today.
1: I can't believe I haven't had you on the air yet. No. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, um, we want to tell listeners about St. Catharines. And I have to preface this by saying I think a lot of our listeners here in Victoria— Uh, are from any of these three areas, actually, because we have a lot of people that have moved here from Ontario. It's a comment that you've been here to Victoria. You know how beautiful this is.
0: I have to admit, Victoria is one beautiful city.
1: Although you and I are always fighting. We'll get to that in a moment because it's St. (laughs) Catharines versus Victoria, right? Sure, absolutely. We won't even get to the wine thing yet. Okay, all right. Uh, Saint Catharines, um, you actually, you yourself have said that Saint, Ka- and I've I've been a guest of yours in Saint Catharines since then. But you have you've said to me before that Victoria is very similar to Saint Catharines.
0: Well, Niagara Lake, which is a community, which within the Saint Catharines is a is a city, It's the largest city within the Niagara region. Yep. Also within the Niagara region is. Uh, named the prettiest town in Canada by what? many people, is Niagara-on-the-Lake.
1: I, I thought that was Victoria.
0: Um, well, <laughs> some may say Victoria and some may say Niagara-on-the-Lake. Okay.
1: All right. Hey, listen, you have taken me to Niagara-on-the-Lake. That is beautiful. Um, for those who haven't been there, so I can't remember the name of the main street you took me for lunch there. Uh, Queen Street. Queen Street, yeah. In many ways, it it, 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 it feels kind of like Sydney, the town of Sydney, for anyone here uh, locally. Uh, that is a beautiful spot.
0: It is a beautiful spot. It is the first uh, Niagara Lake was actually, we were just talk, chatting about it uh, last week or so when uh, the uh, Canada Day came up, uh-huh. that Niagara Lake was the first capital of the province of uh, Upper Canada. Wow. Yes. So okay. we go way back. Uh, we yeah, a lot of the
1: buildings there. are old too. Like the architecture is very nice.
0: Yes. Yes. So we we date back to the 1700s, late 1700s. Okay. Uh, fought the War of 1812 here against the Americans. Okay. And uh, pushed them back for good. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> still love them, though, because they like to come into our area. We're a very tourist area. Yep. We're very uh, much a winery area. Uh-huh. Uh, with, of course, we also have uh, as part of Niagara Region is Niagara Falls. Yeah. A lot of reasons for people to come here and visit here, as well as live and enjoy the beautiful Niagara Region.
1: Okay, let's talk about numbers, because the the price differential uh, to Niagara the Niagara region and Victoria is quite staggering, right? So, the average sale price for a single family home is what over there right now?
0: Approximately $400,000. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, doesn't that sound nice?
1: It does. And you told me, maybe it was about two or three years ago, that in your, because you've been at this for longer than me, and in your whatever it is, 30 years in the business, you hadn't at that point sold a million dollar house yet.
0: No, but uh, times have changed. So uh, I've sold about a half dozen
1: the past year. Yeah, so, yeah but, but, <laughs> but, but still.
0: 28, 29 years to actually hit that because okay. we, don't, we just don't have that many around here at all.
1: Yeah, and that, I mean, that's a nice house, right?
0: A million-dollar home? Yeah. It's a beautiful home.
1: Okay. So uh, and even at that, when you're talking a million-dollar sales, you're talking like 1.2. You're not talking like 1.92 million dollars, right? That's correct. Okay. Wow. Um, who who is the most common buyer that comes into your area?
0: Well, because we're probably one of the last bastions of affordable uh, living in the province of Ontario, mm-hmm. we do get, um, of course, your local market buying within. Mm-hmm. But we also have that market coming down from Toronto. Whether okay. it's uh, someone who commutes, and because commuting doesn't necessarily mean an everyday drive to Toronto, so we're one hour away, approximately one hour away from Toronto.
1: Is it good traffic or bad? Pardon me? Good traffic or bad?
0: Uh, A little bit heavy traffic, yes. Okay. Yes, heavy traffic. But a lot of people commuting today uh, don't necessarily go to the office every day. So they may go in once or twice a week. So for those people, they can actually get into the real estate market here in the Niagara region. We also uh, have a lot of people which I call cash in their chips meaning they sell their $1.5 to $2 million home in Toronto and they buy a, buy a lovely home for 500 to $750 mm-hmm. and uh, retire on the difference.
1: God. Okay, you know what? That's the same story as over here because people, I like that term, by the way, so people in Vancouver cash in their chips and they move mm-hmm. over here. Yes, sir. Oh, by the way, this brings up the question of foreign buyers. So how often are you seeing foreign buyers over there?
0: Uh, quite a bit less since the foreign buyer tax came into... Uh,
1: and Niagara is within the uh, uh, GTA foreign buyer? Um.
0: Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, Niagara region got caught in that grouping. Mm-hmm. So that came into effect in uh, April of 2017. Yes. it so definitely had an impact. We still do have foreign buyers uh, purchasing here. Yeah. And we were never a huge foreign buyer... Um, you know, area, Yeah, Yeah. Um, but, you know, it it definitely has had an impact on our level of foreign buyers coming into our
1: marketplace. Wow. Okay. So now in general, because, you know, we hear all these stories about how the market in Toronto proper has softened. So the detached single family homes uh, have softened. Prices have taken a hit. Condos are still doing okay. Uh, How about your neck of the woods? Well,
0: we have not had. Um, yeah, Toronto had a bit of a fall in pricing yeah. after the um, market uh, corrected after that foreign buyers tax, and also when mortgage rules became more uh, yeah, tighter. That's the
1: stress test. Yeah.
0: Yes, yeah, stress test. Yeah. So that impacted Toronto in a in a negative um, average property uh, sale price. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we did not have that effect because we're still, a, again, a very affordable market to be in, to live in, and to retire in.
1: Okay, so let's touch really quickly on another area that you brought me to. I had a great tour with you. That was three years ago now, you know.
0: Thank you. It was a fantastic time. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, you also took me to a lovely little place called Crystal Beach.
0: Crystal Beach. That is, that's a little special spot that we love to buy and invest in yeah. and uh, buy uh, real estate there. Uh, we've, we've, um, you know, we, we bought a couple properties right about the time, Tony, that you were here visiting mm-hmm. and we've since resold those properties and we've actually, um, moved up so to speak and, and, uh, purchased waterfront property now.
1: Yeah. Well, and again, we, we need to talk about the metrics here because when, uh, I mean, how much, how much can you buy one of those little houses? Like the, like the one you bought when I was there for today, is this somewhere around the 300 range or something?
0: Right. So that house today that uh, you and I looked at at that time, yeah, probably sitting at around 350 to 370. Oh,
1: my goodness. Okay. So to let listeners know, it is a house. I mean, you can't really even call it a cottage because... We uh, say
0: cottage, but it's really just because we like to get away and it feels better when you a yeah, cottage.
1: No, you know? no, no. This is, you know what, for locals here, you just think about sort of like the gorge area or Tillicum area on a smaller lot. Um, you know, the houses are a little bit older, some really fixed up. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> so That's
0: the a me- renovated one. You know, obviously, if it's not <laughs> renovated, you can be looking in the two fifty to two seventy five, maybe three hundred mark.
1: Yeah, And, and definitely, and the-
0: you can get one for two fifty, renovated three fifty, and you're going to get a nice detached bungalow, one and a half, two story home. It's going to be around a thousand to fourteen hundred square feet, and uh, yeah.
1: Well, Great and and you've used those for short term vacation rentals, which is common there, right?
0: Yes. So yeah. we're into the short-term uh, Airbnb um, and VRBO, Home away. Those are the, a couple of the most popular uh, sites. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times people use Airbnb in, in exchange for saying short-term rental. Yeah. Uh, but that's, it's a brand. that's a brand, obviously.
1: Yeah. Okay, so here's, here's a question for you. The residents, the full-time residents of Crystal Beach, are they unhappy with the short-term vacation uh, rental use?
0: Well, actually, I have a, uh, about a 40-page uh, package sitting on my desk here because mm-hmm. the town of Fort Erie, which Crystal Beach is a community within, they are working and trying to pass um, a licensing bylaw mm-hmm. for short-term rental properties. Mm-hmm. It's not that they're opposed to them. They understand when you have short-term rental properties in an area that has had some challenges like as far as rejuvenation and so on... Mm-hmm. Uh, they bring improved properties. Everybody's fixing up uh, when they do short-term rentals because when you rented out somebody, those uh, guests are then reviewing you. Mm-hmm. And so you want your place looking fantastic. So they understand that it's built up the area. They're, we're improving the area with short-term rental properties. We bring in, uh, I would say, Tony, that probably 70% of our guests come from the United States and farther away. Mm-hmm. So you're bringing in tourist dollars into the area.
1: Oh, goodness. Well, listen, unfortunately, we're out of time. Holy cow, that's a lot of great stuff. Uh, Jerry, if people need to reach you to talk to you about the Niagara region, how can they do that?
0: Always happy to chat with people about yeah. the Niagara region, as well as, you know, Tony, no offense, but, you know, we have the better wine Oh, here you area.
1: had to go there. People we're out of time. We're out of time, that, we're out of time now. We're out of time. What's your number, Jerry? 905
0: 651 Six five one, three four. They can also email me at jerry at naggerhomes.com. Jerry with a J at Nagrahomes.com.
1: All right. We'll pick up this wine conversation later. Great having yeah, you, buddy. Funny. All, All right. right. We'll see you. Thank you, my friend. Cheers. We'll be back in just a moment.
0: This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX
1: 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, Kerry Augustini, Insurance Manager for Island Savings. Kerry Smith, Home Inspector from Inspect Tech. And the team at the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs. If you need advice or opinions from any of these experts in your real estate purchase or sale transaction, just give them a call. You can find their contact information on our page on the CFAX 1070 website. Just look under Shows. There you'll find us, the whole home show, with me, Tony Joe, Taking you for a tour around Ontario today, we just got off the phone with my good friend Jerry Hendricks in the Niagara region. Uh, And I had to cut him off when he started talking about Ontario wines because we all know that the BC stuff is better. Uh, Although maybe our next listener or our next uh, uh, guest might think otherwise. Uh, I have on the phone with me right now my other good friend from the beautiful uh, area of Wasaga Beach, it is Bruce Johnson, Bruce. how are you, my friend?
3: Doing great, Tony. How are you?
1: Good you got any comment about Ontario wines versus BC wines?
3: Uh, I'll, I'll talk uh, beer and Thornberry cider any day. Oh
1: okay well there there we go. So I'm gonna I gotta call that one a win for BC then. <laughs> uh, hey, what's going on in Wasaga Beach? Uh, first of all, tell people where Wasaga Beach is and what Wasaga Beach is because it holds the distinction of being very unique.
3: It does. So Lasanga Beach is about an hour and 25 minutes north of Toronto, and it is the world's longest freshwater beach, 14 kilometers from that unbroken.
1: It is, And it is beautiful for those who have not been there, just looking down uh, the beach. Uh, it's still, for those of us who live on the ocean, it is still amazing, the vastness of the lake, because you cannot see the other side. It's, it's a big body of water. It's
3: ocean-like, isn't it? Yeah. Look at it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, who who's buying in Osaga Beach? Who's oh, your likely buyer?
3: Beloved Torontonians and Oakvillians and Burlingtonians—they're all coming up here. They—it's uh, the uh, the middle wave of the baby boomers, Tony. Okay. God love them.
1: Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that uh, Jerry was just talking about in Niagara was those who commute, but they don't go to work five days a week. They can actually um, work, whatever, part-time from home or, or whatever. Are, are you seeing people who are doing that in the Wasaga area?
3: Well, it's always been kind of a bedroom community for Toronto. My brother's an electrician in the city and he lives here in town. He's been driving back and forth for 30 years. Wow. So a lot of people doing that daily. Yeah. But what we're seeing now are a lot of families moving up here yeah. and the husband or the wife will continue to work down in the city and one, the other spouse will stay home with the kids and so what, what's happening now, Collingwood and Wasaga, we have this fantastic lifestyle. So Collingwood's uh,
1: right, ne- right next door. You service that area, too.
3: Yeah, we've got yeah. Collingwood and Wasaga and Blue Mountain. So yeah. I don't have to tell the listeners in Victoria what lifestyle living is all about because you guys have one of the nicest on the planet. Uh-huh. The lifestyle there is incredible. Yeah. But here in Ontario, Torontonians, and it's funny you were just talking to Jerry in, in Niagara Falls because the two areas that get talked about all the time would be Collingwood Wasaga and Niagara. Mm-hmm. Those two separate areas. So I often have people up here saying, "Yeah, I was just in Niagara last uh, last week. We're looking at both areas, so yeah. that's coming up here."
1: Well, which which is quite amazing because they're on opposite sides of Toronto.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. What okay. more
3: to hear, though? Sorry, Jerry.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, let's talk about numbers. What uh, what does one have to pay for a house in Osage Beach, Collingwood?
3: Right now is about four hundred and eighty thousand dollars. That's our average sale price. Okay. And Collingwood's. We used to be about thirty thousand dollars apart. Mm-hmm. Collingwood since about two thousand and seventeen has really pulled away. They're now about a hundred thousand, just about exactly a hundred thousand dollars more than the beach.
1: Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, because uh-huh. so, the thing about Collingwood is it because it's 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 a little more of a sort of town center kind of situation there, right?
3: They've got because they had the shipyards yeah. for over a hundred years, and they had Goodyear plant. They've got some big factories there. They were a proper town, whereas Wasaga was three tiny beach communities, yeah. very famous from the 1910s and 1920s all the way through till today. Yeah. And those three, three communities gathered together in the 1970s and became Wasaga Beach.
1: You know, it's it, I, I always I marvel because I've been there a couple times now. Uh, the the strip there at the beach, and that would be um, what do you call them again? That's a beach one or beach three or whatever it is. One, oh,
3: that's main main end.
1: Okay, in the main end, um, it feels a lot like those kind of nineteen fifties shows where people, you know, they drive their their hot rods up and down the street.
3: It does, doesn't it? It's, yeah, it's got a really sweet vibe. Our summer season here is about eight to ten weeks long. It's very short. Uh-huh. Uh, the town's working on doing something significant with that. They they, uh, they had a project in place, about $600 million worth of investment over the next 15 years. The town Council got switched out last December, so we have a new council in there. They still are very gung-ho to move forward, so they want to find another developer mm-hmm. uh, to, to kind of push forward with that at the, at the end of Main Street, right at the beach. We've got one of the best jewels in probably Canada, this untouched, undeveloped, ready to go, and now the town owns four and a half acres of the land down there. Okay. That's Be, very unusual for a town to control their future like that.
1: Because this was one of the observations that I had noticed. There's no hotels down there. There's no, it's not really commercial. Like, it's It's just, it's people's homes.
3: Yeah. And the beach. Much. No condo projects, uh, really, to speak of. There's mm-hmm. a couple of older hotels. Yeah. Uh, we're talking,
1: like, old style, like 19, 1940s yeah. kind of thing, right?
3: modern inside, but yeah, it still has that look and feel of the, you know, 20, 30 years ago. So we're, we're looking to update that area quite significantly in the next 15 years.
1: Yeah. So now conversely, we look at uh, Collingwood, uh, you've got the grain, uh, silos at the water there. Right. Right. Uh, and I, there is a really cool condo building that's right down there in the water too, that, that would not look out of place in, um, uh, in Coal Harbor in Vancouver. Like, it's just really cool, funky glass, right?
3: So what they did, is called the Shipyards Project. And what they did was they mimicked the old buildings that, that made up the shipyards. Mm-hmm. So when they tore the shipyards down, the, the new condo complex that's gone up, it really, really has the appearance of the old place. It's really, it's one of my favorite places to hang out. Yeah. We spend as much time in Collingwood as we do in Wasaga, where We really have a foot in both towns.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, it's... I don't
3: know what will ever happen with a granary at the end. On the uh, the little peninsula that you're talking about there, yeah. people talk about a condo project in there. It would be too hard. The, the walls are too thick. It would take so much money just to retrofit.
1: Or to turn those into condos?
3: Yeah, it'd be. It'd be I, I don't think it's ever possible.
1: That would be interesting. Uh, hey, those condos that we were just talking about. What, what are what are they valued at?
3: Oh man, there's a few in there over the over the one million dollar point. But you know, I would say average in there is about six six fifty.
1: So not inexpensive. Yeah, okay. Well, here's here's a, a bit of a loaded question, but it's only because I, I've been there. Um, how much would you say your home is worth today?
3: My home right now would be... We won't
1: hold you to it, because yeah. it's just Victoria listeners after all, so there's nobody in uh, Wasaga yeah. Beach listening.
3: consider I've got a house listed across the street and one right beside it. Okay. <laughs> I think I have a pretty good idea. Probably 770 range.
1: Okay. So just to let you know, that house, if it was because it feels like it's kind of central Saanich because you've got a big property, there's uh, meadows and acreage uh, surrounding you, right? Right. Uh, you have a newer home and a good size as well. That here would probably be around a $1.7. I'm
3: getting up the shovel right now to dig this
1: up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, just to give our listeners an idea of the, the price differential, right?
3: Yeah. That's incredible.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Well, um, Now, you mentioned seasons, and you said that the uh, the summer season is relatively short. How about the rest of the year? What uh, what happens here?
3: In Wasaga, it's, it's becoming, again, a snowmobile capital. We used to be one of the snowmobile capitals of Canada years ago, uh, and we're, we're kind of getting that back now, but everything, because of the two towns, our energy kind of shifts over to the ski hill and Blue Mountain and mm-hmm. the project that was built there. Uh, there's probably close to a billion dollars in the ground over the last 23 years. It's remarkable. It's like a
1: baby whistler. It is. And so, again, for any listener here who maybe hasn't gone to Blue Mountain, it is. It's a quaint little village. There's uh, great restaurants and shops. uh, And, (laughs) hey, I like telling this story here, Bruce, about the day that you said, hey, I'm going to take you up to Blue Mountain. (laughs) And we're driving in Collingwood, and then he turns left, and boom, the parking lot's right there. You see, over here, when we're talking going up to a mountain, we actually drive... Half an hour up the mountain.
3: <laughs> There's a story about Steve Podborski, the old. Uh, yes. I mean,
1: he's from there, right?
3: Yeah, so he's born and raised in Collingwood and he grew up skiing here. And when he won the first world championship, the, the title over in Europe, he brought Herman Mayer and a bunch of those guys over for an event in Toronto. And he said, Come on, I'll take you up to Collingwood to show you where I learned to ski. Yeah. He couldn't believe he <laughs> learned to ski and beat these phenomenal European racers yeah. on. Blue Mountain.
1: Yeah. Oh my goodness. I can't believe it. Can't believe it. Well, Hey, listen, Bruce, if people need to reach here, have questions about, uh, Wasaga and Collingwood, how can they do that?
3: They can reach me at thehomehunt.com. So Bruce at the home com's email,
1: Thehomehunt.com. Thehomehunt.com.
3: hunt.com yeah. home The office is 705-429-4500 extension 226. I'd be happy to help anybody with any
1: questions they have. Excellent. Just before we sign off here, I have to tell our listeners, uh, Bruce has ridden his motorcycle across Canada and also from north to south, uh, raising money for Children's Miracle Network and the children's hospitals uh, in North America. How much money have you raised, Bruce?
3: Total uh, of the three trips Holly and I have done, we've raised $620,000 so far.
1: Yeah, you are a champion, my friend. Uh, Man, such great stories. Anyone thinking of going that way has got to get in touch with you because you are the man. Thanks for coming on the line. Tony, anytime. All right.
3: Thank you, my friend.
1: We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I am Tony Joe. We've been going on a trip around regions in Ontario today. We've been on the phone with my friend Jerry Hendricks in the Niagara region talking about St. Catharines, Niagara-on-the-Lake, Crystal Beach, and uh, Niagara Falls. We also just got off the phone. With Bruce Johnson, another good friend of mine who is in Wasaga Beach and Collingwood, talking about both of those marketplaces there. Uh, with us in the studio right now is yet another friend from Ontario, coming all the way from Bancroft. It is Cheryl Easton. Cheryl is with uh, Street City uh, Real Estate in Bancroft. Uh, and you just came off the whale-watching boat. So welcome to Victoria.
2: I, thank you so much. What a confluence to go from the Prince of Wales whale-watching <laughs> yes. boat where we did see some beautiful humpback whales. We ordered that. To walk right into the, uh, into the radio uh, studio. It's, uh, it's a pleasure and it's, uh, it, it's certainly an adventure.
1: Well, I got to tell listeners you you've never been here before, and you're you're making a trip, and you just called up your buddy Tony Joe and said, "I want
2: to come over." Absolutely, that's the thing I love about the real estate community. Um, you know, when uh, when we get together, it certainly becomes a family very quickly. And to to know that I could make a phone call to say, "Hey, I'm heading out west. You're going to be around." I was expecting a visit. I wasn't expecting to uh, check into uh, Hotel Joe, but well, that's I, great. I'll take know, that. And we not only that, we got to give you
1: the West Coast seafood feast and. <laughs> Everything. Oh, Good man. to know you're a seafood eater. I know that not all are, uh, Ontario whites are so.
2: Oh, the the seafood here, I can't get over it. Just the the smell and the taste is just so beautifully fresh, and it's been it's been a a, a delight for the taste buds, that's for sure.
1: Awesome. Okay, uh, tell us about. Bancroft where is Bancroft
2: Bancroft is located about two and a half hours just a little northeast of Toronto yep. uh, you can get there uh, in a, a nice little drive in the in the afternoon um, it uh, it has it's the distinguish of having the
1: are you still passing Barrie, by the way? You go past Barrie? Oh, no, you that's the way? wrong way. Oh, okay. All right.
2: No, 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 no. no. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, I'm no. just here from small Victoria.
2: So. No, we, uh, you know. You like go east-east, yeah. Yeah, you go east-east. Oh, okay. You know, like, it's not quite, uh, you know, grass in the middle of the trail road. Oh, okay. okay. But, you know, it's rural. Okay. It's, it's good and rural. <laughs> right. But it um, it has the distinction of being the mineral capital of Canada.
1: Mineral Canada.
2: The mineral capital of Canada. All right. Um, it's, uh, it sits just on the edge of the Canadian shield, and we have a wealth of uh, mineral resources there. As a matter of fact, just a little tip for your listeners, it is one of two places in the world where a mineral called sodalite uh, has been mined. Oh, yeah. The other place is in Brazil. Okay. And if I understand correctly, maybe uh, there might be a location in Russia. But uh, the, uh, the queen of England was actually gifted... On her uh, on her uh, her coronation with a gift from um, the Bancroft mines. Are you kidding? And uh, and sodalite from that mine uh, was used to decorate uh, Marble House in uh, in England. So oh. yeah, it's a really cool little distinction that we have. Yeah. But just gorgeous, gorgeous Canadian shield. Um, Scenery, uh, You know trees and rock and it's just and a lot of lakes beautiful waterfront. Yeah, beautiful waterfront
1: Yeah, it's a waterfront community.
2: Yes. Well, yeah, it's it's, uh, That certainly is part of it from a real estate point of view as much as we have residential a lot of our real estate So what's the population?
1: How big is Bancroft?
2: Um, well, it services such a large area, but oh, that, yeah. but, but Bancroft proper, yeah. like the like the boundaries of Bancroft proper, are about four thousand. Okay, um, but then the areas that it surfaced, the Bancroft and the surrounding area where people will come into our community to use our services, yeah. is about ten thousand. But it's a totally different story in the summer when the cottages come, our population swells to around seventy to eighty thousand. Yeah. So
1: yeah. so this is a story that we hear, like Muskoka, for instance. I mean, this is. This is cottage country. This is the recreational area that the Toronto. We got to remember that Toronto is a population of uh, this is six and a half million. Six and a half million people, so they all go somewhere. And uh, going north, uh, north ways to the lake there is uh, is one of them. Right?
2: Well, and, and for so many different reasons. It used to be that the reason you came north to cottage country was to have a summer holiday. But they, uh, the the trend is changing. People are buying their homes. Like in, uh, The previous guest was talking about how people are buying their homes out of Toronto and commuting into the city. Yeah. And people are finding out that that you can buy a beautiful home on the water, cash in your chips. Yeah, like Jerry said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. cash in the chips in Toronto, sell for a million and a half, two million dollars easily for a, you know, a standard home and come up and buy a beautiful home for five, six, seven, eight hundred on the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, and commute into the city once or twice a week and have a gorgeous full-on home, which is affecting rentals and uh, short-term rentals, Airbnb, because normally those homes in the past have been just used for seasonal Come and go as opposed to permanent residence.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay, so, you know, we have talked about this a little bit with Jerry in the Niagara region, specifically in Crystal Beach there about uh, air, uh, short-term vacation rentals. Because I asked him the question if the locals are supportive of short-term vacation rentals or not. Well, what's the overall, uh, what's the atmosphere like in the Bancroft area?
2: It's very mixed. Um, and I think part of it is a little bit of uh, maybe a little bit of lack of education. Mm-hmm. And I, I appreciate where the locals are coming from. They're trying to preserve you know, the ones that like the locals that live there permanently on the lake. They're trying to preserve the, the look and the feel of the lake in that, uh, you know, there was a time when it was a very slow, relaxed, laid back when you went to the Cottage in the summer, as opposed to when there's short-term rentals, Airbnb, for say, for example, mm. you have a, coming in and out. You have a continual yeah. cycle of people, and you may not be guaranteed that the people in week one that use use the property are going to behave the same way as the people in week two and yeah, three. Yeah, it's different than having so like your a, neighbor
1: of 20 years. Yeah,
2: like, and it's a big gamble, and some people have yeah. some some negative experiences, and to that effect. 're not they maybe are not so sure they want to continue with the idea of having short-term rentals on the lakes. Okay
1: well, because this is a uh, this is a topic of conversation in the city of Victoria here. So uh, they have um, uh, there's a number of things that have been uh, imposed. Uh, they're not allowing uh, short term vacation uh, rental use on newer developments. They're the ones that are grandfathered, you know ones that are correctly zoned and the bylaws with the stratas are fine. Uh, they're requiring business licenses and things like that. Um, all of this to try to help increase the the rental inventory uh, in town here. So uh, Bancroft, but it's not just Bancroft, it's surrounding areas as well too, right, that are are dealing with this?
2: Well, yes, and again, like there's so many things that, there's so many factors that feed into this in that we... Residential-wise, our vacancy rate in the Bancroft and area that our board covers is 0.6%. Vacancy rate, yeah. Yeah, as far as availability for rentals in general, for housing. And so if uh, a potential owner decides to change... A long-term rental into a short-term rental, then that displaces that renter, yeah. and all of a sudden there isn't anywhere for them to live, yeah. and we're 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 facing some struggles that way to find a balance between what the owner wants to be able to, because the reality is, is it's an in, it's an income-producing choice. Yeah, because um,
1: people often do better with a short-term vacation rental than they do with. Oh, month, indeed!
2: Right? Like, uh, like, for example, say, uh, a, you could rent something for a month for a thousand dollars on a short-term rental. You'd be able to get a thousand dollars for that for that one week or even yeah. the weekend. Yeah. So it's a very lucrative thing for the owner. So it's it's right now at this point in time it's finding the balance in the community where we can maintain uh, housing for our locals as well as to bring in those tourism dollars from the people that are coming in from other areas to uh, to enjoy beautiful Bancroft. So it's just something that we have to work yeah <laughs> but, and you work, know what? figure this, out and work together. <laughs> yeah
1: then this is this is one of the things I, I sort of unintentionally created the theme of the show it's it's it's. It's uh, uh, tourists and, you know, visitors from other areas, because that's exactly what happens here. We mm-hmm. get people coming. I mean, hey, July the 4th weekend, it's a busy uh, uh, time. The Americans come up here and basically mm-hmm. invade our city. I don't mean invade. That's a bad word to use. But, you know, they, they, they enjoy what Victoria has to offer, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, goodness, on the boat this morning, what, three-quarters of the people were from the States.
1: Oh, my God, uh, you're a well-watching boat. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk prices. So, uh, Bancroft, what what kind of price ranges?
2: For homework or or on water, yeah, a home. Uh, for a, a home. conventional home, average. not on water, yeah. you know, an average raised bungalow, three bedroom, two bath. You're looking at three fifty four hundred thousand for a nicely finished. Okay. Um, that you can just you can basically turn in and uh, sorry turn the key and walk in. Yeah. You know, maybe you might want to t- change the kitchen or paint something, but on the water that changes a year round home on the water, three bedroom, two bath. You're looking six seven hundred thousand dollars for turnkey
1: okay, so um when you're looking at things that are like a million dollars, is that like high high end
2: um we are we are, very aggressively moving towards those kinds of price points. There have been a couple of uh, million, million plus sold yeah. in the past. Uh, past, I'm going to say 365 days. Uh, I happened to sell one of them. Yeah. It was uh, it sold for just uh, just under 1.2, but that was a luxury executive home on the water, yeah. and um, it, it, it was a it was a beautiful, gorgeous home. But there there are more that are aggressively coming towards that. Okay,
1: oh, yeah, So after we leave here, I'm going to. Thank you for a little tour and i'll drive around and show you what you get for 1.2 million here. i can only imagine <laughs> right? and it's a you get a lot more here than you do in vancouver i'll tell yeah. you that. a million bucks in vancouver that's a whole other story right um now other than uh, selling your real estate uh, as you have uh you were also you you've managed as well too so you managed um, uh, Street City Real Estate in Kingston. Right? That's
2: right. I was uh, very uh, fortunate to be given the opportunity to go to the Street City office, office in Kingston and uh, do some management out of that office. And I, uh, I'm very thankful for that uh, that time that I had and that my owners, uh, Costa and Mary Palopulos, uh, yeah. tr- entrusted me with that. And um, and it was it was a great learning experience. I'm all about uh, living and learning, yeah. and uh, well. And find those things to your life. Then there's the
1: other thing because you are also the uh, president elect of the which oh, were the state board again?
2: of the Bancroft and Area the Association and of area. Realtors.
1: Yeah, good for you. Yeah, so, so it gave
2: me a really nice gave me a really nice uh look to the other side of things.
1: Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you'll you'll enjoy it because you, you know this is a role that I had years ago. Yeah, you know Kyle on my team. You know he was the president mm-hmm. last year. Uh, you're oh. also you're very involved too in OREA, which is the Ontario Real Estate Association.
2: Absolutely. Um, I uh, this year I am on the uh, governance mm-hmm. committee uh, at the Ontario Real Estate Association. I was uh, invited to be on that committee, and I'm very thankful for that opportunity. Uh, we oversee. Um, Creating and making policy that helps our 77,000 realtors to uh, deliver the best real estate possible in the well, province of Ontario.
1: People need to understand, Ontario has 77,000 realtors. There are 50,000 in the greater Toronto area. <laughs> in British Columbia, we have 24,000 total with about 17000 in Vancouver. So wow. the numbers are, are huge. Uh, anyways, uh, Cheryl, thanks for coming on. So if people need to reach you, have questions about Bancroft, how can they do that?
2: Uh, they can email me yeah. at sales at CherylEaston.com. Let's That's spell Cheryl, that out. Cheryl with a C. Yep. And, or they can call me, 613-318-9209.
1: Great. I'll put your contact information on the website as well. Thanks for coming.
2: Thank you. Let's go for a
1: tour. I'll show you $1.2 million. Absolutely. Uh, and to the rest of our listeners, we'll be here for you this time next week.